Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, you know what? I wanted to hop on here. I'm actually in the car, and I'm heading home from Michigan. I met our oldest son, Paul, and his fiance and his fiance's mother, up there for today because we were looking for some uh, venues for their wedding that's coming up. They um, they just got engaged a few weeks ago and we are thrilled and I'm just thrilled to be invited to go up and take a look. They are looking for some, like, uh, like the, the big thing these days is the barn weddings, the vineyard weddings, um, pretty rustic and vintage and things like that. And we had a great time looking at a few places having lunch, and then they headed back home, and I'm heading back home. And it's just, I've been, I'm almost home, so I've been in the car thinking about lots of different things, as I always do, and I wanted to just, you know, reflect back and talk to you about, like, the day that Paul got engaged, and kind of how a roller coaster of emotion that day was. And I've talked about this before with uh, my daughter and her struggles, and one of the things that a um, mom told me, told all of us, I was at a support group at a um, local treatment center, and it was a support group that was there, and a daughter, the gal had come in to speak about her recovery, and then her mother was there too and spoke. And one of the, the three things that she said that so stuck with me, the, she said, you know, things that I've learned through this journey are I needed to get off the roller coaster you know, and realized that this journey of my daughter's disorder, illness, is her journey, and it's her, her roller coaster, and so I needed to get off of that roller coaster. Uh, second thing was, you know, my husband and I knew nothing about this, she said, and so we had to get educated. So we went to NAMI meetings, we went to support groups, I read things, talked to people so that she could educate herself, and then she said that she got a therapist for herself. And she realized that she needed that help. And those three things really, really resonated with me. But today I want to talk about that roller coaster. And people have sometimes questioned me on that, saying, well, what do you mean you get off the roller coaster? Like, you just kind of leave your daughter? Like, get off the ride? And, you know, I, I, that's not what I mean. And what I mean by getting off the roller coaster is that it's kind of that detachment that you do, that I do, to make it so that that I can go on, if you will, because there are so many times, it's been almost a seven-year journey, unfortunately, and uh, my daughter deserves a much better life than this struggle, and yet there are days that are really good, and progress is being made, and she's present, and she's engaged, and things are going well, and then a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, and it's down into the depth of just crap and uh, relapse or just hard times or she's not doing well and so she has to change locations of where she's at or 
just up and down, and it goes up and it goes down. And, you know, so many times I would latch on to that beautifulness of, yeah, it's great, it's going better, and sometimes I would share that with other people and just got my hopes up that things were going to get better and going to stay better. And then I soon realized that it doesn't stay that way. Before you know it, I got a phone call from somebody or from her telling me how bad it is or how she's slipped back or things like that. And it just it just was wrecking my emotions, I have to say. And so that idea of getting off the roller coaster and certainly not leaving the da- my daughter's side, if you will, emotionally or, you know, figuratively, but just getting off of that and having, you know, even one of her therapists said to me, you know, never give up hope that your daughter can and will recover, and I never do, but she said, give up that expectation that it's going to be this straight path, and even that she will recover, which it was a hard thing for me to, hard pill for me to swallow, and yet I took it, and I see, I see what she meant by that, because, you know, you just can't, with addictions and disorders, you just can't have similar expectations like that you have with other things, because doesn't always go that way. It doesn't, this is a disorder that doesn't make sense, and it just seems to take prisoners, and um, it's just, it's awful. And so, when I think back to the day that Paul, I mean, we knew that Paul was going to get engaged, and we were thrilled. He had told us he bought a ring. He told us a bit of his plan. So, we were thrilled, and so we were knew that, knew that it was coming on this particular Monday in the evening that we would get you know, we would get notice, we would get the pictures and the video and all of that. And yet, the beginning of that day, I heard from my daughter, and she, yet again, was being recommended that she um, go to a higher level of care. And she was so upset. And she was basically, like, yelling at me on the phone and telling me all the reasons why she shouldn't do that. And, you know, and just, again, a very, she's just in a very, not a good place. I just, You know, I pray for the day that she will tell her story on this and she will tell her story of victory and uh, recovery. So I I don't really talk too much about her story, but I will tell you that that day she was in a bad place and she was yelling at me and she was talking about how she just didn't want to do that and why should she do that. You know, life isn't worth living. I'm not worth living. All of those things, just terrible. And if you have a daughter or son that struggled with any kind of disorder, you you know what I mean, the days that you get those phone calls or you've gotten those phone calls, and it's just awful, and my heart breaks for her, and I just, you know, I've had to learn how to empathize with her. One of, again, another therapist said to me and my husband, you know, one of the best things you can do when your daughter's in a place like that is to empathize, is just say, yep, I hear you. I can understand why you would feel so frustrated, that you feel down, that you don't want to live, you know, just, like, just be there with her and hear her and, under, you know, try to understand that and be there as opposed to saying, no, your life is worth living. Let me tell you all the reasons why I love you, how you should. And she said, because, you know, the therapist said, it's just, again, a counterintuitive type of thing, but it doesn't, it's much better to just, because that's all they want. They just want to be seen and heard and understood and things like that. And so that's the way that Monday was, and I was being tasked with looking into getting her a flight to get her to the next place and things like that. So that was my morning. And then the evening, 
was a beautiful text from our son with some pictures and a video saying that she, that he was engaged. And it's just, I just cried, you know, I cried tears of joy. I reflected on the day and it just made me cry. And so many emotions welled up. And if you, if you have a child that's, um, that got engaged or has gotten married, it was just this interesting, surreal feeling. Like, again, we knew it was coming, but when it actually happens and you see your son down on one knee and asking his girlfriend to marry him and spend the rest of his life with him, with him it's just a beautiful thing and it's just very surreal. So it was that roller coaster of, oh, my God, things are just terrible, to, oh, my gosh, things are just so tremendous, so, so tremendous. And um, it's just... It's it's just one of those days that I'll never, never, ever forget. And, um, you know, it's an interesting place to be. And I want to share that because I, I imagine that there's plenty of people that are listening to this that have had those type of, um, those, had those type of days, had those types of weeks or things like that, those things that go up and down and up and down. And I want to share that in hopes that perhaps this can help you just, perhaps detach yourself a little bit from that. And what I have learned, so much I've learned, is to appreciate where you're at and appreciate that, even though it's really hard for me to say at times, it's like this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. This is exactly, you know, what's supposed to happen. And there's days that it's just like, I, but I don't. I don't want it. I just, you know... It's like I'm this recovering control freak, and I just want to be have a little bit more control over what's going on in the world and in our family, and I know that I can't. And so being able to be present and just to know that, um, you know, it's, it's all going to be okay, and that detaching um, and also loving my children wherever they are in their life be it that they're struggling or they've made one of the biggest decisions in their life is to ask somebody to marry them. It gets me emotional to think about it. And um, it's just, again, just being grateful for what's going on. And it's tough. It's tough for me to do that. Is it tough for you to do that? It's tough for me to do that on, I mean, certainly it's so wonderful to be able to do that on the good days, Right. But on the days that it's like in the mornings that it's not good and you're wondering, can anybody help my daughter, right? It's those days it's like, really? We're supposed to be grateful for this? This is God's plan? Like, really? Really? <laughs> really? And today, ah, this is why I wanted to get on here and say, you know, share this with you. Today, well, I'll back up by saying, this disorder has wreaked havoc in our family, in our family relationships, in my kids' relationships with each other, our kids' relationships with us. It's just wreaked havoc. And I, again, that's one other thing that I love. My children and family is so, so important to me. And, again, there's some days it's like, come on, I just want my family back together. I want things to be I want us to be all together and communicating with each other and the kids talking to each other and staying staying connected even when mom isn't forcing them to do those kind of things. And yet, it is what it is, right? And I pray that the job that I've done as a mother is enough and that they will connect and love each other 
you know, as they can. And today, what got me, what really got me, is that I know that my relationship with my daughter, with her, with my oldest son, Paul, has been tenuous. And there's been times that, um, many times that Paul doesn't want to communicate with his sister. And again, I'm not going to tell his story and the reasons why. It breaks my heart. But I also understand that these addictions and disorders, they they divide families and they divide siblings and things. And that's what it's done with Paul and Anna. And it makes me really sad. I'm getting really emotional here. But I think it's... I, I just think it's important for me to share um, from my heart. And today, as we were talking and driving around to these vineyards and barns, it was so much fun. You know, Paul jumped in the car with me and said, hey, I'll come with you, Mom, because they met, you know, I drove up there separately and met Christy and Paul and his mom, her mom. You know, and so we talked about all kinds of things and their plans and things. And I said, so what are you talking about, you know, the the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and who's going to be your best man and those kind of things. And he said, oh, yeah, we've talked about that. And he talked through the different names and things and, you know, who he would he wants on his side. And then Christy was talking and he said, and, yeah, and, and yeah, his her, her sister and, you know, her sister, soon-to-be sister-in-law and then Anna and, you know, and then they said, and I just, I didn't say anything, but it just made my heart pause and thought, oh, you remembered your sister. It's so been so hard for for me to watch them divided, and yet today he they gave me that he gave me that hope that he's going to give Anna that spot in his wedding, and um, and I pray that Anna's health will be so much better by then so that she can participate in this wedding, not just um, witness it, but actually participate in it. And so I don't it's. It just, I pray for that. I pray for that. I hope for that. And I hope that if you're listening and if you're, you know, I just, I would love to hear things like this that have given you hope. And I hope that perhaps this is giving you hope. I just felt the need to share it and to share that idea of like, here we go with that roller coaster again, the good and the bad. And yet I know as we move forward with plans for this wedding, there may be you know, roller coasters of up and down and emotions. And it's funny, I told Paul today that um, I had Googled uh, things to remember or things to know as a mother of the group. <laughs> so I was like, i got to figure that stuff out, right? I've never done this before. And um, there were there was a few pages of things, and I read through it, and I shared with him. I said, you know, there were these this and that, and like, okay, talk about perhaps dancing with your, your son on his wedding day and picking out a song and and but also be prepared that if he doesn't want to do that that that's okay <laughs> and then there was another time of of um pinning pinning his boutonniere on and if you want to do that if he's going to have a boutonniere you know you want to plan that ask him permission you know get the photographer in place and plan a time to do that and but if he's okay but if he doesn't want to do that be okay with it <laughs> i'm not wanting to do that there were so many of those like but be okay if it's if they don't want to, you know, if they don't want to do that. And um, so I know that there's going to be ups and downs in this wedding planning. And yet, as I drove home and, you know, my heart was just filled with joy of being asked to participate and knowing that I'm so happy for this couple and 
so happy to to welcome Christy into our life. I know that that there's going to be that roller coaster, and I know that as Anna continues to recover, there perhaps will be other roller coaster days. Have you had those roller coaster days? How do you get through them? I'd love to know, because there's some days that I get through them, and there's other days that they're tougher than others. And um, I do know. As the years have gone on, the things that have really helped me is that gratitude. And I continue to have that, to work on that gratitude practice of doing things to to bring that gratitude in, to bring the groundedness in. And um, I was re- reminded as I spoke with someone this last week, just that the the real benefit of meditation and that I, I for me, that helps me so much. And I know I got to get back to that on a very, like a more regular basis. And I'm committing to that because I know that that helps me feel balanced. It helps me feel grounded so that I can stay present on the good days as well as the roller coaster days. That's really been helpful. And knowing that it's okay to ask for help from somebody else, be it that it's a girlfriend calling saying, hey, can I talk to you? And Oh, by the way, can I go for a walk with you? Um, can we, like, can I tell you that this day sucks, and but I don't really want to talk about it, so let's just go out to dinner or let's, you know, I'm going to go to a dance lesson and um, pick and say to my dance instructor, you know what, can we do the waltz today because I just feel like a waltz. I don't want to do the salsa. I want to do the waltz or something like that. Those are all ways that I've learned to ask for help that have really kept, helped me during these roller coaster times, and really that's, those are the two things that come to mind so often, asking for help and meditating into the gratefulness of what I have, being present and things like that. So I'm going to wrap it up because, you know what, I'm almost home and I'm looking forward to uh, an evening tonight with the rest of my family and Sunday night dinners um, and COVID. I may have shared it on another podcast during the COVID time when we had two of our four kids home and uh, busy schedules of school and work. Um, I said, you know, we don't have to eat together during the week. I'll make food or I'll tell you you're on your own or whatever. But on Sunday nights, we're going we're gonna to eat together. And people joined sometimes a little hesitantly, but they did. And now we love Sunday night dinners. Um, my, you know, our second son has moved to Montana, so he's not home, but... Um, our youngest son's girlfriend has joined us for Sunday night dinner. She loves them. Uh, we love her, and we love her having. Her, we love her being there. So Sunday night dinners is a time to eat together. We often play games together. Uh, we often laugh together or do an activity like you know carving pumpkins or making gingerbread houses or things like that. Um, it's just been a great time. So I look forward to that tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. I just wanted to share that from your from my heart, and I uh, hope it's helpful for you because I know if, if I can inspire one of you or just let one of you know that you're not alone in your journey, um, the ups and downs and the juggling, the chaos. Maybe it should have been called something about the roller coaster of life, juggling the roller coaster, jumping off the roller coaster. I don't know, but that's my that's my thoughts on the roller coaster today. I so appreciate all of you. Please subscribe. Please rate and review. Please share this with others. And just please come back because it means a lot to me that you listen. And um, uh, it really does mean a lot. So until next time, it's Moira signing off. Thanks for listening. 
If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.